0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the smooth stylings of your good buddy, Preston. Welcome to the Preston's Super Show. Preston's Super Show, baby. And we're live kicking off NFL Thursday night football with the Jets versus the Colts. They could have gave us a better game. They could have, something could have took place here. Piss poor scheduling. So you get the Jets versus the Colts. And the Jets are a 10 point underdog. Um, in this game you really have two hungry teams. Could end up being a really good game. 10 points is a lot. I won't be laying points in this game. I'm going to have a, a bet up for everybody best bet on oddmanout.ninja put that up before the game at least an hour, 30 minutes before kickoff, so be checking you know, it'll be there and I appreciate all the love and support I'm getting on oddmanout.ninja we're up to 180 subscribers keep subscribing to that email you'll get everything, you'll get when I put a podcast out, you'll get anything I write about, whether it's sports Current events, entertainment, whatever it is, you'll get that right into your email box. No spam, not asking you to sign up for anything besides the notification when I post something. That's it. That's all I'm asking. So we got Jets, Colts, Hungry Jets team, kind of leaning on them a little bit here. But with the Colts at home, in the dome, I really like them tonight I think they're going to perform well I think Carson Witts Can get this team back on track um, But better yet Even really better than that I think that Jonathan Taylor Here's a guy Uh who when he came Into the NFL Wasn't giving a lot of credit Wasn't giving a lot of attention Um and he's continued to improve his game, and he's gone from a dud to a stud, uh, which is a huge leap in this league. Be looking for him tonight to perform well. Um, I think ultimately it's going to be easy to move the ball against the Jets. Uh, you know the Colts, but you know unless they shoot themselves in the foot too much. It's going to be a real easy win for them. But if they start getting into some difficult situations, throwing the football, turning it over, then you could see a situation where the Jets come and and cover that plus 10 and even win the game. But my head-to-head pick is the Indianapolis Colts in this game. I like their defense. They're not exactly the this highlight real defense i don't think i've seen like one highlight from this defense that's made it on sport center or anything like that like this is a very quiet defense but sometimes that can work in the team's favor the other team might you know the jets might be overlooking this colts team in a way um, and records go out the window once the kickoff starts but the jets at you know a 2 and 5 record and the colts a 3 and 5 record i can't help but feel we're going to get up a bit of a high-scoring game from these two teams, um, and they're they're two capable offenses. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but it, I just feel like for a Thursday night football game, the, we could have got something better. But my current record stands at 76 wins and 45 losses, picking head-to-head winners this year in the NFL. So we're gonna look to add to that tonight with a Colts victory. Now we're going to move to the Sunday games. And there's a nice slate of games on Sunday. We have the Browns versus the Bengals. Noon, kickoff. A lot of controversy around the Cleveland Browns right now. We know Baker Mayfield's playing hurt. Oda Beckham Jr., we don't know what that situation is, what that looks like. We're just getting bits and pieces. But for... The Cincinnati Bengals, they're starting to find their stride. They're in a turning point in their season. Uh, the Browns are four and four, and the Bengals are five and three. Right now, the odds makers in Vegas really like the Bengals, but only by two and a half points. So they like the Bengals as the favorites. I can understand that. I mean, when you compare players, like if you look at Baker Mayfield compared to Joe Burrow, it's not really fair. Um, Here's Baker Mayfield with six touchdowns. Joe Burrow has 20 touchdowns. Um, Even the quarterback rating of 96 for Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow has a 108 rating. It's a little bit skewed. Then you go to the running back position and you would think that the Browns are the the more physically able team to run the ball but uh, Joe Mixon has more touchdowns and it's almost even with yards Um, but it's not two teams that are building uh, their offense around the run game these are explosive runners these are runners that like to get out in space and they can do a lot of damage. Um, also catching screens and making their way downfield. Things of that nature, are the way these offenses are designed. These two offenses are very similar. Um, as far as injuries go, most notable for the Browns is Kareem Hunt and Peoples Jones, and then Tate and Sample uh, for the Bengals. But I think it's a pretty clear picture of where the AFC is after this week as far as divisions. I think we're going to get a real clear picture. I think the Bengals win this game. They have all the means to win this game. Um, And at home, it's going to be hard to beat them at home with a Browns team that is kind of destroying themselves from within by not getting on top of this Oda Beckham situation and addressing the issue here in the locker room. So they really need to get on top of that. And until they do, and we really have some clarity, I just think it's overshadowing the rest of this team. And I think the Bengals are very focused um, and very determined. And I think you get a great game from the Bengals. Then we move to the Broncos first the Cowboys. And I have to give the Cowboys a lot of credit. Um, the Broncos, I don't feel like they're going to be a good away team the rest of this the rest of the way. Um, and the Cowboys at home have done, done their job, done their done their duty at home. And historically, Mike McCarthy is a good home field. You know, coach, and and preparing his team, and he's really good with preparation. I have to like the Cowboys in this game. Uh, Broncos are four and four record, very average team, just getting to five hundred, and the Cowboys are six and one. Little bit of two buck Chuck with that record, but the record is what it is. Um, When you look at the actual players, the Cowboys defense is playing inspired. I wouldn't say they're great, but I'd say they're playing inspired football. We look at the Broncos. Um, they are playing some inspired football I think it's going to be a great game I think it's a competitive game Cowboys are favored by 10 points That might be too much There's definitely going to be some buyback I feel like on the Broncos You know and moving this line But for the bulk of this game I think you get A lot of what's normal for the Cowboys And what's normal for the Broncos I think you get Dak Prescott slinging it sidearm, you know, to his receivers, you know, got three great receivers there, um, you got two big tight ends you have a a solid running game, this is a team that's built for success but the defense is going to be their Achilles heel, if they continue to play the way they've played, this is a scary team if if they continue to look decent, that won't hold up um, for the rest of this year and you'll see them accumulate some more losses. But with the Broncos, you re- this is an unpredictable team. Which works, I mean, it works well for the Broncos. In in, in hindsight, it's worked well for them because teams are having trouble preparing for how they're going to get attacked by this team. So I think with, with Jerry Judy being back, um, I think it's very important that he gets involved early. We don't know if Cooper and Lamb will play. I suspect one or both will play. But for the Broncos, being down Noah Font is very difficult to overcome. Especially because you're not running the ball well. Um, The Cowboys defense will know this passing game pretty well. I think Jared Judy's still going to shine. I think you get a great look at Jared Judy in this game. But I think the other weapons and the other pieces just aren't really there for the Broncos. If they win, it's a very su- surprising win if they win this game. But my money would be on the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys head-to-head um, for the reasons I gave you. And excuse me, not Dak Prescott this week. It should be Cooper Rush. It should be Cooper Rush this week. So we know how this should look and how this should play out. I'm not worried about uh, Cooper Rush. Obviously, Dak Prescott's light years better. But Cooper Rush just showed that he can go out there and get the job done. And in an impressive way um, to add to that. So I'm going to stick, you know, obviously with my Cowboys pick here. I like them to beat the Broncos. Um, last week, I went against the Cowboys. This week, I'm going with the Cowboys. Now we have the Houston, Texas versus the Miami Dolphins. And this is a real toilet bowl. Both teams are one and seven. I got a big cup of coffee here. Give me one second. Let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. And when you have two teams that are one and seven, it's not really showing us much. I think this is a close game. I think this is as close as it can get. The Dolphins are favored uh, by five and a half by the odds makers. I I just don't I don't know what to expect out of this. My first thoughts on this game are Tua Taglo- Tagaloa is going to try to showcase his wheels, showcase his skills. It hasn't really gone well. Davis Mills, he—he's not a great quarterback, but we are not expecting him to be a great quarterback. You got to remember, this guy was a third stringer coming into this year. Um, I think he has a good game. It's the Dolphins' defense that has not played well. It's really disappointed at home, and uh, they're not playing the type of football that makes me believe they want to win. I I think the Houston Texans get a win this week, I think. And I'm going to pick them. I'm going to tell you that, you know, and I'm going to take them to win this game. But I know the a lot of the public's going to be on the Dolphins. But I just think that there's a there's a little more star power, there's a little more fire with this Houston Texans team the way they are approaching the games is not worked out but it hasn't worked out for the Dolphins but one thing that the Houston Texans have is a guy named Brandon Cooks he's a little bit unhappy with this situation with the Texans right now if you didn't know but as other sources have said he's been mad about Mark Ingram being traded, they were friends and he was uh, helping this Houston Texans team. He's mad about that. So we'll see if that transpires onto the field, and all of a sudden he has a light, you know, a lights out game. But there's nothing out of the Houston Texans or the Miami Dolphins that can really give you a for sure look at this game. This is going to be a pick 'em in my mind. You have two teams the same record. You know, same situation except for the quarterback. With the Dolphins have their quarterback. This is who they want. Do I agree with it? Yes, I do. I do agree with it. I think that the expectations we're setting around young quarterbacks is not is not accurate. It should it shouldn't be what the expectations are. Those need to be reduced. But at the same time. Tua really needs to take a step forward this season. Does he do it in this game, in this environment? I don't know. I don't see it, personally. It's possible. That's why they play the games. But for the Houston Texans' sake, I think they're comfortable with Davis Mills from the highlights and the plays that I've seen him making, especially when I watch NFL Red Zone. And I've seen the Texans laying, you know, it all out there on the field. They were still able to get, you know, like I said a few days ago, they're still able to put up 22 um, in a game that was lost, you know, before it started. So I think, you know, I like the Texans here. And I think you're smart for taking the Texans on the spread as well. Um, I think that's a smart bet in my mind. Uh, I just don't. There's nothing with this Dolphins. It's frustrating to talk about these two teams, but there's nothing with this Dolphins team that makes me say, okay, they got, they're got, they going to win this game. And with the Houston Texans, I can see Davis Mills continuing to air it out, continuing to dump it off uh, to Phillip Lindsay, continuing to uh, get his receivers involved, and allow for that deep those deep shots to come with Brandon Cooks. I think that's how this game plays out. I think the defense for the Texans is just as bad as the Dolphins' defense. So I think that there could be a lot of points potentially scored in this game. But um, Dolphins at home, I'm not big on this year. So we're going with the Texans in that one. Then we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. Um... And this is a really tough one to pick. A lot of people are going to jump all over the Saints bandwagon. I'm not so sure. Um, and I'm picking this live with you. I haven't pre-picked uh, these ones. Sometimes I pre-pick them, but today I haven't. Um, so I'm working it through uh, with you, the audience. I think that we have a desperate Atlanta Falcons team. And I think we have a Saints team that is getting too much praise. Um And this is a Falcons team that's really been beat down uh, a lot, over and over getting beat down. So we're supposed to get Trevor Simeon at quarterback for the Saints. and We'll have Matt Ryan, regular season uh, Phenom um, at quarterback for the Falcons. Running the ball, obviously the advantage is going to go to the Saints, Alvin Kamara. Uh, But Mike Davis is a tough nose runner, and he's going to try to get those third and shorts on the ground. Then you have Kyle Pitts, um, who's going to be making plays. But I think for the Saints, I think reality is going to start setting in now. Um, Missing the players that they're missing. No Taysom Hill, no Jameis Winston, and no Michael Thomas. Uh, for the rest of the year he won't he won't be he hasn't played but he won't be playing at all that's big news um that's a guy that they could really use right now especially for an inexperienced quarterback like Simeon I'm gonna go with the Falcons here I'm going with the underdog you know I know what the odds makers are gonna say they're gonna really like that and hold steady on Saints uh covering six and a half is what the line said at I don't like that at all I don't think that the Saints Hang around in this game long. I think that the Falcons will put put uh put the Saints to the woodshed, uh, so to speak. Here, I I like the Falcons in this game. A three and four record. They're looking to get to five hundred. You know, we can knock the Falcons all year long, and I'm happy to do it. But I gotta say that when you're looking at just the matchups, I right now really like this Falcons team coming together, getting a win on the road. Um, it's a well-coached team they haven't played to the, the caliber that we know they can play but i think there's plenty of time left um you know that's why they play the games again and with the saints you know you have a team that you don't it's a very unpredictable team a lot like the broncos every week you're getting a different look you're getting a different feel now they've been depleted of both quarterbacks I don't like that situation there. I know what everybody's thinking, that, you know, they have one of the best coaches in the game. They got a great play callers. You know, they'll be able to put some things together for Camaro. But I think the Falcons defense is pretty set in knowing what their job is and their collective responsibilities are this week at containing Kamara. And I believe if the Falcons can contain Kamara, which is very tough to do, but I believe they have the resources to do it. And in a game where, let's say, Kamara does go off, the Saints still need their defense to rise to the occasion. I'm not sold on their defense being a great defense. They have some good weapons in the secondary, some some great athletes in that secondary. But as far as the front seven goes from the Saints, I'm not impressed. I think Matt Ryan has plenty of time this week to deliver the football to his targets. And then I'm going to go ahead and cut to a quick break, come right back, and we'll get right back into it. The show's really been picking up steam. I'm happy with the numbers, the plays I'm getting, uh, the reviews I'm, I'm getting from people that listen to the show. I, it means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I, I, you know, I'm spending my time to do it. So it means a lot when someone says, Hey, I really like that show or I like what you said about this. Or, you know, you did a good job with this. That all means a, a great deal to me. It hits home. So we're back to the topic good old football coming up on Sunday Raiders versus the Giants and at this point the Raiders have to be the most cursed team and I don't want to go on some rant tirade there's plenty of people like that if you want to hear the rants and the tirades and stuff like that you have to catch me on a different day Because I'm not about to be going hard on somebody I don't even know. You know, that's kind of another thing too. But with the whole Henry Rugg situation, that really wiped out the John Gruden situation, didn't it? That made that that look like pebbles compared to this Henry Rugg situation. Um it's very Difficult, probably, for Raiders fans right now to kind of understand and fathom what, what your team is going to be like moving forward. Quarterback breaking down, and he's all he's all confused. Um, the rest of the team completely silent. A few guys have said things, you know, basically, you know, don't drag his name through the mud, blah, 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 whatever. Look, when you do something wrong, you own it. That's really all I have to say about it and, and if you own it, that's what a man does because you can't change it once it's done. but you can own it, you can own up to it and you can move on and you're gonna you're gonna feel relief, you will feel actual relief. So God bless the family of uh, the woman who was injured. God bless Henry Ruggs' family because of what his mother's going through, what his his family's going through. This is still a human being. No matter how angry I am at Henry Ruggs, I have to remember when I start to get offensive, I got to bite my tongue a little bit. I got to bite my tongue a little bit. And I have for a long time, but I'm getting better at it. So with the Las Vegas Raiders and the New York Giants, and we're talking about the game now. 5-2 Raiders team. Public really likes them. Gets 2-6 Giants in the Meadowlands. Something happens to the team in the Meadowlands though. Like that's a weird place to play. I don't know. Some holes on the field or something. Like Bill Murray Groundhog Day happening there. But. Something happens in the Meadowland. But it's not going to be enough for this Giants team to win. Especially in the condition this Giants team is in you got the Raiders favorited on spread uh, minus three so Vegas thinks they'll cover three Um, and I think think that's going to keep moving I think that keeps going up to like three and a half four maybe four and a half by Sunday possibly five Uh, once you really start to look at this Giants team and what they have um, you know, another thing I had, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, I had Henry Ruggs on my fan, my fantasy team for the year long fantasy. So it's another thing. Derek Carr, uh, versus Daniel Jones in this game. You know, I like both the quarterbacks. I think they're both talented athletes. I think Derek Carr's a better quarterback, but I also think he has a better team around him. We look at the running game. You got Josh Jacobs and Devante Booker. So you got Josh Jacobs on the Raiders, Devontae Booker on the the Giants. What are we really getting out of that? You know, I think with Jacobs, you're going to get the power run. And and with um, the Giants, you're getting a little bit more finesse with Booker. It's still a short yardage run game. It's a short yardage running system they have. Darren Waller... uh, has quickly, quickly taken the spotlight uh, for this Raiders franchise, and more power to him, the kid's great Um, and and the other thing is, he's really a tight end, converted wide receiver uh, leading the team in receiving and then Darius Slayton, you know always clutch, always good but he's missing his partner uh, Shepard, and we don't think Shepard's gonna play because he's got a quad injury, and receivers that have quad injuries typically don't go out and play on the quads whether they're bruised you know maybe tear it could be a number of things but um he's doubtful no real big injuries our net for, the, for uh, the Raiders you know the rug situation you know the Gruden situation but that I don't think that collapses this team I just don't think it does I don't think it does I think if it if something was going to collapse the team would have been the Gruden situation and it didn't it came out played great football um, I think the same thing happens here. I think they come out play great football. They're on the road. They're taking it serious. They didn't have time to prepare at home. They didn't have time to get their thoughts together and uh, collectively know what's going on. But one thing they all know is that they have to go on, on for show at noon on Sunday. And they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready. And they're playing a Giants team. This is a type of Giants team that you could start out slow against and still cover a spread, but most importantly, win. So I'm taking the Raiders head-to-head in this game. Then we go to the New England Patriots versus Carolina Panthers. This is America's game of the week, in my opinion. You have a 4-4 Patriots team that has just shut people up these last two weeks, and you have a Panthers team that is very tough at home. Very. Um, But for Bill Belichick, it's not a far trip, which benefits that it benefits him there um, and the preparation part of this noon o'clock game uh, four, four and four both teams four and four, someone's got to get to 500 someone's got to get to 500, someone's going to go below 500 I think it goes down to the wire I think this one goes down to the absolute wire in a epic game for two young quarterbacks two young uh, offenses in general and two defenses that are trying to prove themselves that are really trying to put a a stamp on, on the season I think the Patriots are the better running team, Damian Harris I like more than Chubba Hubbard I like Mac Jones a little bit more than Sam Darnold maybe a little bit personal bias there because of Mac Jones. I just, you know, he, I watched him in college. I thought he was great in college. Sam Darnold watched in college. I didn't think he was great in college. I mean, it's just maybe a little bit more bias there for me. Not much, but a little bit more. But in the receiving game, the Panthers have the edge. You got DJ Moore who's catching everything. Absolutely everything. And you have, uh, for the Patriots, you have Jacoby Myers. Now, McCaffrey might play Nursing the hamstring, it's really important that he gets out there soon if they're going to try to, you know, make a run for the playoffs. But what worries me is that Darnold's on the questionable list because of a concussion. So that really worries me. Then Smith and Doug are out for the Patriots. Not a real big deal. A DB and a tight end. They have plenty. I like uh, this Bill Belichick's team. Like. I really like them right now. I think that the team is buying into the system. Don't ask me what happened. I don't think it's because they released Cam Newton. I think it's because Mac Jones is starting to get comfortable. And as long as he's getting comfortable, this is going to be a team that goes and wins games. I believe they come into Carolina and they win. I was really skeptical about taking anybody coming into Carolina until Carolina lost two at home. To teams they easily could have beat. So now I'm no longer on that side of the fence. I've jumped over the fence. I am on the Patriots' side right now this week. I like them. Um, very quiet team. Not hearing much about them. You don't need to. Um, and I think you're going to get a, a phenomenal game. I really do. I think you get a great game here. Good. Uh, good amount of highlights from the defense. But a lot of offense. I think you get a lot of offense in this game. And I think the Patriots have the better, uh, more fluid offense right now. Especially after that went over the Chargers where no one gave them any, any credit. Now the public's starting to get on the Patriots bandwagon a little bit. At least for this week. Patriots come in favor. Three and a half fit on the spread. You know, I, I'm almost like lay it. But I'm not going to play the spread With these two teams are too close. But I'm almost at the point where I'm like lay that. But I do like the Patriots here. Minus 200 favorites to win outright. That's that's a heavy favorite. So I like the Patriots this week. Uh, Coming in strong here. I think with Bill Belichick's uh, scheme, I think that, you know, just his preparation too. I think it's a little bit above where the Panthers are. So now we got uh, Bills, Jags, should be an easy win for the Bills. On the road. Um, where they're favored by let's see what the book has it here. By 14 and a half. So over two touchdowns. there by two about two touchdowns and a half a point. Well, minus one thousand money line favorite. I mean, this is ridiculous. They really don't have any faith in Jacksonville. And it's kind of hard to have faith in Jacksonville right now. You don't really know what you're getting out of that team. It doesn't look good. But uh, some notable injuries here. You got uh, tight end. Knox, he might return. But he's still questionable with the hand. I don't know if he'll play. Beasley, questionable with the ribs. We don't know if he's going to play for the Bills. They really need one of those guys. I guess, you know, if they don't have him, it's the Jaguars. Their defense is not good. You could manage uh, Oshazny and Allen out for the Jaguars. Pretty easy to correct that. But as far as it goes for this team, I just think that, you know, it's a blowout. I, I don't think there's much the Jaguars can do here. You know, the games the Jaguars should have competed in and won, they didn't. They got one little f- fuzzy win. No one really pays attention to and six fat losses and then the bills are five and two and they're just rolling it's hard to go against josh allen when he's playing the way he is very hard very hard so i'm gonna go with the bills on that one i think that's that's pretty much my lock of the week take the bills then the vikings ravens very tough game here for both teams um don't sleep on the vikings you know, they're never out of it until they're officially out of it. And they're not out of it yet. And the Baltimore Ravens are a really strong team right now. Um, they're defying the odds. They're, you know, playing above their talent level. Um, and Lamar Jackson, at quarterback's always going to be dangerous when he gets out of the pocket and he starts doing things other quarterbacks just can't do. And it's just a special thing to see. I've never been a fan of running as a quarterback because... It's the easy way to get injured. But I mean when teams have to when you have to do it, you have to do it. So I think, you know, it's a very talented uh team as far as the Vikings offense is. You know, there's so many weapons and they're just not being utilized right. I think it's, you know, You know someone made the joke that oh you know the vikings would win the division this year and i was like no chance but i said they'll compete you know they'll compete but they won't win the division and then uh as far as the ravens go they've impressed me you know week in and week out they continue to impress me so i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna you know sit with them again you know i'm gonna go with the ravens here um it would be very rare for the Vikings to get a win in Baltimore I've seen teams in the NFC North do it but those were different years and those weren't years with Lamar Jackson as quarterback, we're talking Joe Flacco years um, in the Lamar Jackson era of this Ravens team they're protecting home field pretty well um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to roll with the Ravens rolling with the Ravens in Baltimore in front of the fans going to be loud. Uh, It should be, let's see, uh, the weather might be pretty chilly. It might be a cold one. Um, And the Vikings, you know, remember them, they play in a dome, you know. So this is a team that gets on the road after after a bad beat, and we don't know what they're going to look like. But if they look anything like they did last week, it's not going to be good for them. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I feel confident in that. They are minus six, minus six favorites um, on the spread. I mean, I would say lay that. You know, one touchdown is all they need to, to to cover that. The only thing that could ruin that is if Lamar Jackson has a completely awful game. If he has an awful game, then yes, they won't cover minus six. But they could still potentially win even if he has an awful game. Because I just think that their defense has been stepping up ever since that game against the Raiders. Ever since that game, they've stepped up. That was earlier in the year, right? So we we'll move on to the three o'clock games, but uh, I'm quick time out, refill my coffee. Hopefully, uh, you do the same and uh, meet me back here. <laughs> Lead off three o'clock games there's only two this week um and then we go to sunday night football and then monday night football i gave you my picks for those and make sure go to Ninja. look and check you know everything my right there when you go on the page you see the most recent things i posted also Go ahead, drop your email in there. I don't send any spam. I don't ask you to sign up for this. I don't tell you, hey, I got a friend over here doing this. No, no, no. It's just what I write, you get. When I do a podcast, you get it right in your inbox. You don't have to go looking for it. If you like going to look for it, that's that's your call. I got nothing wrong with it. I appreciate the visits on the site. Uh, the, the site is booming. It's really been picking up steam. So thank you for that. Thanks for everybody who's going on the site checking the site out. Thank you for everybody who's come in and, you know, gave a subscribe. And also to the podcast, too. Like, review it on Apple, review it wherever you can. Share it with your friends. Tell them it's your good buddy, Preston. And uh, he's just breaking down sports, news, and more. Los Angeles Chargers versus Philadelphia Eagles. You got a 4-3 and three chargers team very hungry team versus eagles team three and five at home not big on the eagles this year this is a rebuild year for the eagles uh i've I've basically figured that out just by watching them play Um, from what i've seen from them um they can they can go tit for tat with teams but down the stretch they seem to have struggles Uh, when they get in the second half they, they start to deflate I think the Chargers on the road. Very focused team. I I like Justin Herbert at quarterback. I love the receivers for the Chargers. I think um, it's a bad matchup for the Eagles secondary. Bad matchup for the Eagles in general. I'm riding with the Chargers this week. Um, They come in this game favorited on the road. Tough environment. It's tough to play in Philadelphia. Um, Also, 3 o'clock game. be a little bit colder. Not that cold, though. But the Chargers favorited one and a half points. Go ahead and lay that. Go ahead and lay that. Because you know why? Because the Eagles aren't going to be able to stop Austin Eckler. And they're not going to be able to contain these receivers. Herbert's too nice with the football. And uh, Jalen Hurts, I like the kid. I just don't, you know, think he's uh, the NFL quarterback that you know he can be yet he's he's not reached that that potential yet and he, I don't think he will you know anytime soon but I know it's in his future. I do believe that but the weapons aren't there. they've had some injuries on this Eagles team on the defensive side of the ball with uh, Brandon Graham on injured reserve Hargrave questionable coming in this game. We're hearing that Herbert might be quest- is questionable. Uh, because of his Hand I, I believe he's going to play As long as he plays I like the Chargers Even if he doesn't play I'm still holding firm on the Chargers But I do like the Chargers They also have Samuel out at cornerback Easy to fix um, They haven't played each other since 2017 uh, That was That's a while ago That's before either of these guys were in the league So this is two different teams from then um, Two different coaches uh it's gonna be interesting. And I, I think it's gonna be a fun one. But I think the Chargers pull this out. I, I think it can it could end up being a close game. Um the Chargers have underperformed against subpar teams under five hundred, but this is a chance on the road for them to get right. They still have uh above five hundred record and they're gonna to look to continue to add to that because they know that the AFC West is very tough. And everybody right now in the AFC West is competing for playoffs uh, positioning. So, I think that it's going to be one of those games that the Chargers come out full stop and not messing off. Like, they're going to be focused this week. I like them to, to rally and, and and win this game, even if they start slow. Um, but I don't think that the Eagles defense can stop Eckler. I just don't believe it. So, give me the Chargers in that one for the reasons I gave you. Then... We got the toughest one for me to pick. Toughest game for me to pick. <sighs> not happy with this game. Not. Not happy with the Packers right now. Not happy. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be happy right now. I don't want to be. Packers, Chiefs. The Packers historically do not do well in Kansas City. And... I could take you back, walk down memory lane, Packers perfect record, until they went to Kansas City. You know, I could take you down memory lane, I remember it. You know who the quarterback was for the Chiefs? I'll never forget. Kyle Orton. I'll never forget. So the Packers historically lay an egg in Kansas City. It's a tough place to play. I mean, the, the fans are a little bit unruly. They have one of the more unruly fan bases in the NFL, believe it or not. And I'm glad this is a Sunday afternoon game. I will say that. Uh, We don't have to watch this on primetime or anything like that. Like, it's going to be 325. You get it if that's your time zone and the game's on. Like, it's on Fox. 325. I guess, in a way... No. It won't be prime time because we have three games for three o'clock. Uh, one starts at three o five, but then the other two at three twenty five. So it won't be necessarily prime time because if you're West Coast, you're going to get 49ers Cardinals. But if you're on my side of the of the of the spectrum, you're going to be getting Packers Chiefs on Fox. But man, I'm I, I'm proud of the Packers team, even though I'm not happy with them. I'm, it's more of an Aaron Rodgers situation right now. Like here's a guy who. Did everything he could to make it look like the Packers organization was this bad organization that was just shipping guys off and getting rid of people and and drafting his replacement and all this, all this. And here's a guy who lied about being vaccinated. Lied to, you know, everybody's face. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. You know, karma is... Karma comes right back around. And Karma hit Rodgers hard. Uh, Packers are 7.5 dogs. Some books have them as 8. Plus 8, plus eight on the Packers. That's, that's possible. They can cover that. But let's be real. You have the Chiefs at home. Very pissed off team. Team looking to get right. Team not happy. And this game benefits the Packers in a lot of ways. Let's start with the red zone. Chiefs are turning it over in the red zone <clears throat> and in a historic fashion. Packers are giving up the most points out of any team in the red zone. Kinda nullifies. Kinda kinda nullifies each other. Then you have okay, rookie quarterback Jordan Love coming in. Rookie quarterbacks haven't done good this year in the NFL. It's a losing record for rookie quarterbacks right now combined. Um I just don't see it. And I like Jordan Love. I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm glad we got Jordan Love. I know a lot of Packers fans out there hate me for it, but you you understand now. You understand now why you draft a backup quarterback. Now you get it. Now you see what I'm talking about. See, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. And you're learning the hard way now. So the Packers suffer because of Rodgers' incompetence. And that's exactly what it is. Complete incompetence. Utter stupidity. And the Chiefs, I believe, win this game. I'm sorry, I have to go against the Packers this week. Bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to be siding with the Packers in this game. I, I'm i going to root for them. That's my team. But I don't think they win. I think the Chiefs win this game. And I'm, I'm here to give out winners. So I think the Chiefs win. Tough for me to say. Public's split. Public's really split on this game. But I think when they realize and wake up to the fact that, look, you got a rookie quarterback who's just been taking snaps for a few days. I mean, this guy's not even had a real, true, full week of reps. And he's going, to, you're going to feed him to the Wolves. Now, the Chiefs' defense has been lackluster. Not that good. But they're not the worst defense ever. You know what I mean? And the Packers are missing some key players. You no know Robert Tanyan. Um, but the Chiefs have a lot of problems, too. You know, they're not running the ball well. And that really benefits the Packers. You know, I almost am in the spot where I'm like, I believe the Chiefs do win this game, but the Packers cover the spread. Because you're going to give them eight, seven and a half points. Come on now. You know, they'll, they'll hang around because the Chiefs haven't been blowing teams out. They're four and four. They're a dead even team. They're scrappy, but they're not doing anything that's going to make you think they're going to blow this Packers team out of the water. It's going to be the Packers that beat themselves in this game. And it's it's gonna be the inability, uh, and the and the ineffectiveness of Jordan Love because of how raw of a talent he is, and he hasn't had the benefit of other rookie quarterbacks and getting a few weeks under his belt. This dude's being thrown to the wolves. And anytime a guy's getting thrown to the wolves, he usually gets eaten. So I mean, you know, the way I'm seeing this, unless Jordan Love comes out like a gladiator, and it it's possible because he's a he's a very tough this is a tough kid I mean I remember watching him in college in the bowl in a bowl game and he was getting cracked and he was just getting up running the ball doing everything he could to get his team to win the kid's a winner I like Jordan Love I like his uh, character uh, I like that he didn't lie about being vaccinated and then get sick at a Halloween party where you know I like, I like a lot of things about Jordan Love right now so I'm going to root for the Packers but I do believe the Chiefs win Um, and even if the Packers lose, they're still number one in their division. So, I mean, it's kind of a a whatever deal for them right now, but they do need Rodgers back really bad. Uh, let's see. So now we move on to the Cardinals Niners and here's a Cardinals team lost a heartbreaker to the Packers, but then they rebounded. Um, well, actually, no, they haven't rebounded yet. So now they're looking to rebound. And this is their rebound game, right? This is the game they should rebound and win it. But hold on, not so fast. Something clicked with this 49ers team. Something was clicking with this 49ers team. Because they were pretty much dead in the water. Going up to Chicago and playing the Bears. They They looked like a dead in the water team. Not so fast. I started watching that game. I started seeing the 49ers... Come to life. And I think I mean with all due respect to the Cardinals defense. I'm, you know, if the if even my Green Bay Packers can move the ball the way they did on you, the 49ers are gonna play a lot of that style of football. Jimmy G is getting hot right now. His hand is hot. Debo Samuel is a freaking beast. Now, here's the problem. Debo Samuel's questionable, and I don't like that he's questionable. Could be tactics. Could have really... Could be nursing something, you know, and he just... They have to list it, right? But I don't like that he's questionable. But here's what's worse. And it's not for the 49ers. It's for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray questionable with his ankle. DeAndre Hopkins hamstring. Murray's ankle's really beat up. It's really beat up. Hopkins. His hamstring the way it is that's not good receivers and quads and hamstrings that's not a good look I'm gonna roll with the 49ers here at home to give the Cardinals their second loss I'm I'm not biting on this Cardinals team and the fluff we're getting um I think the injuries are going kind of being pushed under the rug I don't think that's right I think it's very important you know what those injuries are before you make a bet um I know the Cardinals are going to come into this one and look to establish the run, uh, especially if Murray doesn't play. I don't think that bodes well for them. I think the 49ers will handle that well. I think it's a close game. I think the 49ers win it, Um, and they are favorited by one and a half. Now, that's going to move around. That's going to change when we get more information about Murray when we get more information about hopkins so wait before you bet on that game because you're looking for plus points on the 49ers when the sports books say okay we're getting some buyback here kyler murray's gonna play that's worth about a point to the line maybe half a point to the line let's say it's worth a point okay so now you got kyler murray back if you get deandre, DeAndre hopkins back you might be able to get plus two and a half potentially on the 49ers if you wait until saturday so wait till saturday and see what happens Um, if it's a game time decision make your bet, don't wait for game time but make your bet, do what you gotta do but I like the 49ers to win this game and I think they have as good a shot as anybody to win this week so then we move on to Sunday night football classic Sunday night football Titans Rams Titans are gonna run into trouble without Henry they're going to run into trouble. This is where they start to... It starts to get tough for them. The Rams come in this game. 7-1 record. Titans, 6-2. There's so much I like about both of these teams. You know, we don't know if Von Miller's really going to play. Um, But we know Derek Henry's not going to play. Also, Matt Stafford, Robert Woods... Questionable. Very important you know that. Julio Jones, questionable for the Titans. A.J. Brown, dominating right now. Cooper Cup, dominating right now. Daryl Henderson, monster in fantasy right now in in PPR leagues. Jeremy McNichols is going to be the running back for the Titans. That doesn't sound good. I think Stafford plays back injury not, you know, I th- I think he plays. Titans defense is good. It's an elite defense. They're gonna come prepared, they're gonna have a good game plan. Not a lot of people like him this week. I can understand it. People will like them if Stafford doesn't play. But I can understand it. And the Rams are a seven and a half favorite. That if Stafford doesn't play, that's too much. And you and it's if you bet now it's a seven and a half for the Titans, that would be a good cover play for you I personally feel that the Titans are just outmatched in this game when you look at the matchups it doesn't benefit them there's very few spots that it's going to benefit them this week I like the Rams I'm rolling with them I I think it's hard for the Titans to get a win without Derrick Henry on the road Uh, if it was at home we could you could make a better case but I don't think there's a very good case for the Titans on the road this week Bears Steelers, I mean right away, I'm gonna tell you the Bears are not that good, three and five they've fallen off. We're getting a lot of smoke about Justin Fields. I like him he's not he's just not ready yet, and uh the Steelers are four and three and they and they're looking to add to that. You know, this is a team that people were counting out just two weeks ago. uh now they got a big win, and now they're looking to grab another one at home. I just like the Steelers this week. Their defense is so mean, so physical. They're going to make life so tough on this Bears team. So uh, I like the Steelers this week to roll. I mean, it, there's not really much to say about that game, unfortunately. The Bears defense has been is a letdown right now. Good first half team, terrible second half team. Um, Khalil Herbert running the ball, that's a bunch of smoke. Um, Allen Robinson is not happy in Chicago. We're starting to see that play itself out. Uh, Roethlisberger might not play. Uh, it's a personal reason. Look, if Roethlisberger doesn't play, that doesn't change anything for me. That guy can't run anyways. He's, he's pretty much a sitting duck back there. Um, Casey Hayward, defensive tackle out for the Steelers. That could, that could be something. Um, but Ogletree's out for the Bears. Williams out for the Bears. They're missing a lot of st- a lot of stars on that Bears team, and then without with the team with not many stars to begin with. It's just too much to overcome this week. You know, I'm not going to be on that side uh, rooting for them. Won't happen. We're going to go with Steelers. We're going to go with Steelers. These teams haven't faced each other in three years as well. It's been it's been a while. So we're looking at the, the Steelers to go out there, get the job done. Uh, How many total points will be scored Bears versus Steelers? I think low scoring, I say 43 points total. My mind's made up. 43 points total. Divvy it up however you want. I just think the final score totaled up 43 points. Um, It's going to be a weird game. It's going to be a weird one. But the Bears on Monday Night Football are—I don't like them on Monday Night Football. I don't like Matt Nagy as coach right now either. He's not letting—he's not letting his quarterback do what his quarterback wants to do, and I think that's kind of burning, you know, and feels a little bit that he's not able to unleash like he wants, and he's having to play this protective, complacent game. Nagy's on the hot seat. He's out. If they have a losing season, they don't make the playoffs, Nagy's out of there. No question about it. Bears are on a three-game losing streak, um, if you didn't know. Uh, Steelers are on a three-game winning streak, if you didn't know. And I think that they have a little bit of fire in them right now, and they're looking to uh, continue that. Especially against a Bears team that's banged up, on the road, not very disciplined on offense or defense, and they're just hoping that the other team beats themselves at this point is what it looks like so I'm going to be rolling with the Steelers this week so there you have it all 14 games we picked them right here before kickoff on Thursday night football long before so I'm going to get this podcast up for everybody Um, I really appreciate it anybody that listens to this thank you so much it means a lot Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.